Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Ram Check Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm Aaron. And I am little brother Ryan Rumfalo. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Yes, you are a little brother. So I am. I just turned 40, though, so I'm not so little anymore, guys. Good Lord. <laughs> little in stature. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say little in stamina or little in stature? Oh, I said stature. Oh, stat. Well, I don't want to know how you know that either. But anyway, um, if Good we uh, if we <laughs> if we sound a little bit different, uh, turn the way back meter way back. Remember when <laughs> we used to record the podcast in separate locations? That's kind of what we're doing today. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, when people are listening to this, hopefully we're like on the downslope out of it, but we're all kind of in self-quarantine right now, aren't we? I was going to say, this is the social distancing edition of the Ramcheck podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Good Lord. And no. we just want to let everybody know, as of this recording, neither one of us has the COVID-19 coronavirus. Nope. Coursing through our now. veins. And if for some reason one of us did, it's probably it probably wouldn't even affect us anyway. So right. I don't know. It's yeah. it's uh, dude, this whole thing has been blown such. Uh, I, I, I we we can't get going on you know the meat of right. it because right. we could literally just just unload for an hour. Right, and yeah, we and, at the frustration. Go ahead, Ryan. And to kind of be honest, I'm kind of sick of looking at my phone and just seeing like i know there's things we need to know but you're right we don't need to get totally into it because we could talk about it forever but i'm kind of yeah. exhausted by it honestly and it'll just i'll just take these next few weeks to get some projects maybe done around the house and hopefully get back to work pretty quickly build model airplane she says <laughs> yeah right. well and, and the biggest frustration too is is the effect that it's having like on the airline industry and yep. uh you know i mean it's affecting and hitting aviation hard and that's so annoying well and it's it's kind of something that i wanted to say because we really i mean okay first and foremost we're not recording in different locations because we are self-distancing ourselves from each other right. just so happy that's right. the timing and this is how it worked out and we were going to wait till we got back together um, to record another podcast. But, you know, some shit's going down right now in the world. And we figured it'd probably be uh, a best op or a good opportunity for us to just jump on here and, you know, report, record the podcast uh, regardless of where we are at the moment. And yeah, definitely. You know, to be quite honest, I. <clears throat> really wasn't even planning on talking about this, you yeah. know, on this episode, other than the fact that <clears throat> not only is it hit aviation super hard, but it's it's hit it's hit 
all industries and it's right. just it's it's crazy and i know and and again we're not going to get into this whole debate on <laughs> you know conspiracy it. theories and and why this blah blah <laughs> blah it's right. just it's it's affecting every industry i believe that in this world of being in a 24-hour news cycle the world of social media that this has really just been, I don't want to say blown out of proportion, but pretty damn close. Well, just because damn, all that information is yeah. available at our fingertips 24 hours a day, every second of the day. Yeah. Oh, right. totally. Totally. It's, it, it's really to the point of ridiculousness where you think maybe the toilet paper industry caused it because they had overstock in their warehouses. And so they decided well, why don't we just scare the shit out of everybody and say that, which I don't understand. Literally. I guess scaring the shit out of everybody literally is what the toilet paper's for. I was going to say that does sell I, a lot of TP. I, I really have no idea why the toilet paper would go first. Like how fucking stupid are we? Seriously, as a society, if, if toilet paper? If an apocalypse paper? happens and people are breaking into my house, I'm going to throw Rose's toilet paper at them. And they're, oh my oh, gosh. Oh, no, don't. It's, oh, that's such a tough kind. That's only two ply. Oh, I know. Gosh. So so here, here's, okay. So I, this is the last thing that I want to say about this mm -hmm. whole situation. And you guys can chime in after this. But if you look at this thing as a whole and, and. We're talking about know, toilet paper and whole at the same time. <laughs> Um, yeah. Thank God this As is the last thing you're going to say about it. St starting with a <laughs> WH, not just an H. But um, um, I was uh, going through some statistics today before we uh, connected to uh, record the podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, as of this recording, worldwide, there was like 180,000 cases of people having uh, contracted coronavirus. Cronola virus. Cronola virus. Coronavirus. That'll be the next one. And um, um, seven thousand one hundred people have died from it. Okay, and this has this started back in last fall in China. Okay, mm -hmm. so now, I think the first documented case was New Year's Eve, twenty nineteen. Yeah, December thirty first. So, it, is it just me, or does that seem like this is pretty steady and not crazy? I mean, how many billions of people are there on the planet? Right, yeah, a lot. I, I get I, that. I mean, honestly, and and you know, and and I really am sick and tired of people saying, "Well, you can't compare it to flu, and you can't compare it to you know other diseases, and you can't compare it to other viruses." Well. Why the fuck not? Like, of course, like, obviously, this virus is hitting elderly people worse and people that might have underlying other health issues. But mm -hmm. but it's like, OK, I get it. And but like and, and what we're supposed to do to help prevent the spread of the virus and stuff. Well, it's it's just shit that we all should be doing every day anyway, especially during flu season in the winter. Right. You know, here yeah. in the northern hemisphere. I mean, it's like for crying out loud, like wash your hands anyway. <laughs> like if you see somebody sick, don't go hang out with that person or don't be by them or. Right. 
you know, it. Uh, oh man. I, anyway, I'm 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 done talking about this today. I'm just it, it. You know, since you know we're huge aviation advocates, and you know that's what we're all about. It just really pisses me off that all these air shows have been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, airlines are are parking their jets. Like, right. like international travel has been limited like 75 percent capacity like they're cutting 75 percent of their capacity and then it's like oh i I, oh let's my mind like i don't even know what to say yeah well let's just kind of maybe just start the podcast then going in on i don't know if tony had any last thoughts on the coronavirus yeah my my last single quick thought is Mm -hmm. just that there's so much new information daily and you read one thing, but then the next day it changes and you don't know which source is the right source. And so it's hard for me to really like speculate or comment because like whatever I say, it'll just be, it, it, it'll change tomorrow, whatever I thought about it. So, right, you know, right. I just want to get through it to all of our people in aviation that are struggling because of it and anyone that's struggling, but this is an aviation podcast. Um, we'll get through it. And then let's just hope that maybe once all the fear and the hysteria go away and that things happen, then maybe it'll bounce back better than ever. And maybe it'll just be busy as hell for all you guys coming up. So right. there's my last thought on it. Yeah. So my thoughts here really quick are just, um, yes, all these restrictions and and banning of group gatherings and and you know everything else yes it's it's annoying and it pisses me off it doesn't piss me off the fact that all this stuff is happening i think that you know obviously the hysteria i think is uh, is a little bit due to the availability of news and information and you know, it seems like every year there's some kind of a new um, catchphrase. Oh, look, I got a Tinder message. Um, sorry, oh, I'll turn geez. my phone off here. Um, but there's a new catchphrase. I mean, social distancing now. That's going to oh. be the catchphrase of 2020. Can, now, can we just can we just say that that catchphrase, whoever coined social distancing, that is the stupidest freaking catchphrase i've ever heard in my life like how ridiculous but i just can't even like yeah it is you know and look i understand that there is some lethality to this virus and there is to other viruses and maybe the fact that it has spread so quickly has caused you know a lot of concern there have been a lot of people that have died from it, but there are a lot of people that die from the flu. I'm not taking any way, anything away from the severity of this situation because really it is pretty serious. But does it need to be as crazy as as it is now? But exactly. I don't think it's, so. It's, and it, I hope yeah, I'm I, right. You know, right. I mean, it, be, because yeah. with everything that's going on right now. And, you know, you see a new announcement, you know, all, you know, a bunch of casinos in Vegas and hotels are closed. A bunch of restaurants, you know, are now shutting down to where you can only, you know, do carry out or delivery. And, you know, um, 
theaters, you know, because, you know, the restrictions here in Utah, the government said, you know, no group gatherings or no public gatherings of groups of 100 people or more. So local theaters have limited all their screenings to 75 people. And yeah, it's, it's, they're it's a joke. And all, the, all these movies that are supposedly coming out, they're all getting pushed. Yeah, they're all. Now, yeah. I understand this is all in the interest of being precautious and being safe. I get it. It's inconvenient, yes. And I hope that we can look back mm-hmm. on this and say, you know, okay, I'm glad this didn't get any worse. Or, you know, I guess they really didn't need to do all that because it didn't end up happening. But, I mean... You know, you're seeing more and more cases every day, and I'm just so here's here's so getting back, circling back to aviation. Um, yeah. A couple of points I want to make. First thing, the last thing I want to do is be in an airplane cabin um, for an hour and a half to six to eight to twelve hours with someone who's got this. Okay, and I'm sure everybody else understands that same thing. So, well, and it's 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 anytime you get on an airplane, even before this hysteria, of course, anytime somebody was sick on an airplane, you don't want to sit next to that person. No, you don't. You I don't. Mean, it's like you know, over over fourteen thousand people in this last flu season, 2019, 2020, have died from just the normal common flu. Right. Exactly. So, I'm just. I'm just saying, just be careful out there. But here's one thing that I'm wondering is going to happen. You guys remember the last time when uh, there was a nationwide ground stop in the United States? Yeah, 9-11. 9-11. You think that yeah. might happen? Well, uh, as far as what? Like like all like of aviation total, stopping? Do you think all commercial aviation is going to be stopped for a period of time because of this? I don't think so. I don't think um, so. I I don't know. Like I said in my comments, it's hard for me to even say anything because mm-hmm. I'll say no, I don't think so, and then it'll happen tomorrow. You know, right. like I'm I'm I hoping just, that I just don't I'm, know. I'm really hoping that there are smart enough people in positions that make those decisions that wouldn't allow that to happen because this world functions on aviation it functions on commercial aviation it functions on general aviation mm-hmm. corporate aviation you name it 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 functions on it and when you shut right. it down like we saw 9-11 what a disruption that was to well, the whole planet right now there um, wouldn't be i seriously doubt that there would be a ban on cargo flights um you know, and probably general aviation. I'm just talking commercial passenger travel. Well, I was just using that as an example. No, and I understand that. And that aviation is because I didn't I, think I just, about that until I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, it's. I don't know. I I don't think it's, dude. Let me say this. I I, I get so damn flustered. With I know. This subject. I hope. I hope it doesn't come to that. But if it does. I hope that that was the last choice. You know what I'm saying? Kind of the last. Hopefully it wasn't like a political thing where. Right. Because I definitely know for a fact that there are people and I'm not going to point sides and I'm not going to because we don't want to be political here on Mm -hmm. our podcast. 
we all have our own personal beliefs and everything, but we don't need to get into that. But I can honestly say that, that there are many, many people that are hoping that this gets worse because they're trying to oust like a current president or whatever. Cause I remember when president Obama was in office and there was a, you know, um, what was it that H1N1, the bird flu or I, no, that swine, was flu swine flu or swine flu. That was in Okay. Yeah. I, I, I remember what, when, when that was and mysteriously, you know, that appears when he's like almost, gonna re run for re-election or something i i don't remember the exact timeline but it's just really weird how well you know, when this happens under one president it's not mass hysteria and then when it happens under a different president it's like the end of the goddamn world right and well i just I don't understand the politics behind it and it shouldn't happen politics or conspiracy theories or not yeah. um there are Definitely politicians out there that are taking this as an opportunity to right. push their own personal agendas. And, and shame on them for doing that. That's all we're yeah. going to say about shame that. On anyone that utilizes and, it. Exactly. So it is, a, it is a bummer that a lot of these air shows have been canceled. And usually the air show season is so tight, you can't reschedule something for later. And right, so, right. you know, a lot of them had just been flat out canceled, and that sucks. And hopefully, oh man, so yeah, I know. Bayo didn't even get to perform her very first air show uh, performance in Yuma last Yuma, weekend yeah, because the show was canceled. Mm -hmm. I bet they were so sad. I mean, and then um, the Thunderbirds, um, you know, on their page, you know, they announced that all the as of now all community engagement suspended through may 15th um, yeah yeah wow and just to quote what they said it's to mitigate the risk and exposure of military members their families and the general public mm -hmm. during this time the team will practice preventative health measures to maintain mission readiness for the eventual resumption of the 2020 season so yeah and it just says they'll continue to provide updates so that's just something that the Thunderbirds have released, and they're pretty optimistic about getting back in the air, which is cool. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, for all I, of us plane spotters and av geeks, uh, you know this 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 is hitting us all hard. There's a lot there's a lot of people that it's hitting hard, but the aviation community, man, that's that's where we thrive, and that's what our podcast is for, and that's mm -hmm. what our business is for. And it's just sad to see it take such a hit, man. It is. It is. And, you know, Red Flag 20-2 has been going on down at Nellis Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that yep. the three of us were planning on heading down there. Um, what's today? Uh, Monday the 16th. We were going to head down on Wednesday, uh, spend a day, spend a night, and then come back. Um, yep. But uh, I know there's a lot of av geeks that are probably not going to go now, and uh, yeah. And I got well, a call you know, from uh, our hotel this morning saying that uh, sorry, all reservations have been canceled because we're closing down until the second of April. Right, right, and um, you know, right now, uh, Texas Afterburner and TX Av Geek they they're down at Nellis right now. They're in mm -hmm. Nevada, Vegas, and. Um, red flag uh canceled for monday the 16th and nobody really got an explanation why really um, but um you know uh, 
so I called down and talked to the public relations office at Nellis this morning. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he told me that, uh, you know, he hadn't heard anything about red flag being canceled. You know, the rest of it, he said, he said for this situation, no news is good news because he hasn't heard anything about canceling mm-hmm. or, you know, rescheduling or whatever. I mean, it's, it's um it seems to me that you know military operations they have to continue because they have to you know keep their readiness and sure and, and training and right. and um uh, you know so i wouldn't i don't really see why red flag would be canceled especially when you know you've got all these international allies that that have come over to participate in it right so yeah, well and i think um us not <clears throat> going isn't necessarily our our fear of the virus or the social distancing. I think our, we just want to have somewhere to stay, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, closed. scheduling wise and, you know, I mean, there, I'm sure there, there's different motels and stuff that right on, you know, d- right downtown on the strip that, that would be fine. But I don't know. It's just w- with everything going on, sometimes it's even about, you know, sticking around you know for our families right and, sometimes and it's best like just to stay put yeah and 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 not because that's our fear but that's what's going on out there and everybody else is freaking out over the fear of the unknown and so you just you know you're not 100 percent sure but you know hopefully uh you know i mean red flag still got a little bit of time going on so you mm-hmm. know who knows maybe uh maybe we'll find a a, a day or so you know where we go down or I, I i don't know i'm just you know it's it's monday this march 16th right now and you know we'll right. see if we have a future podcast um with some interviews and and you know some other stuff and speaking of which gosh we, we've had some audio from 20-1 <laughs> 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 yeah it's I just know. been sitting there yep and we're <laughs> uh we're gonna play some of that so um uh, we'll play some of that a little bit later uh, in the okay. podcast. We'll probably just close out the podcast with that. Um, yeah, yeah sure. with the interviews, that's yeah. a good idea. And then um, as far as things to talk about besides Red Flag, uh, we need to discuss going up the hill and uh, the media event and watching Bayo do her and the, the F-35 demo team do one their demos for us. Right. Um, yeah, that 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 was great. That 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 was an event that um, the F thirty five demonstration team held. It was a media event up at Hill Air Force Base, the the home of the F thirty five demo team. Um, some of you may may not know, but they used to be based down at Luke Air Force Base in Arizona, and um, and then uh, Hill Air Force Base took over the demo team, which is, I mean, you know, Hill is home to the only you know combat coded f-35 um 388 fighter wing so um it's you know it was a perfect place for the demo team to transition to it was um, um if i'm not mistaken it was the reveal of bayo and the pilot as well right they no actually re- that day, they actually they? Re- they actually revealed the pilot down at uh, davis monthan air force base during the heritage flight oh did they uh, okay. training yeah okay. where they, they do that every year down at down at davis monthan in uh tucson arizona um the training and that's when they actually revealed who the 
the the new demo team okay. pilot is. So that was just um, kind of her first demo for a media group, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, for, exactly. It was it was the first time that, the, you know, that they allowed media to, you know, to come out and, and watch a demonstration and, and you know, interview Bayo and and uh, and we actually have some some audio from that too that 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 we'll play in the podcast we mm-hmm. yeah we, we, we asked her a pretty funny question i guess you you know you could uh <laughs> we could that's on our instagram the question yeah too, exactly at, at I mean, ramcheck global but uh we'll yeah. maybe play the whole interview on the podcast and, or at least sections of it yeah definitely and, and and we could even talk about some you know that subject right right now just real quick while we were there because sure. you know it was, it was really cool to meet the team and and you know we got to thank uh you know uh captain sumner he's their main you know public relations guy with the demo team he's awesome uh micah the 388 you know guy he's always been awesome um and uh you know but but yeah you know we uh about a week before um there was a an air force um like symposium down in, i think it was in florida and um they were interviewing uh you know elon musk everybody knows elon musk oh, you know, yeah. spacex <clears throat> tesla you know he founded paypal um you know you name it you know billionaire you know he's kind of like the the you know the real iron man <laughs> to, be, nice. to be honest and and he's brilliant and he's great but but he had a he had a comment he said that um you know the era of the fighter pilot is over it's like done like like what's the point of the f-35 is basically what he was saying what's the point of you know manned fighter aircraft and and uh it, i mean sure drones and you know the technology is is you know exponentially um i mean there's leaps in technology with stuff like that all the time and you know and artificial intelligence and all this but but you you cannot replace the person in the cockpit because they're going to be the ones with the situational awareness they're i mean you can't dogfight or have air supremacy by you know looking through a freaking soda straw on a drone feed i mean it's just right. not gonna happen and, no it's not and and plus i mean i mean does anybody not watch you know sci-fi movies i mean for crying out loud there's x-wing fighters with pilots in it so you know come on that's reality right mm-hmm. it well, is yeah and and you know she gave a pretty funny response uh you know, and she just said, well, I'm not going to be buying a Tesla anytime soon. And, <laughs> I know. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, but then she kind of gave a politically correct answer, you know, like, well, we're not there yet and stuff like that. And, you right. know, like, which I think is a, a really good answer for someone in, in her position and what she's doing. Because, you know, in my head, I'm thinking like, yeah, there's a lot of cool drone technology and there are a lot of advantages to drone type warfare so i'm not denying that but like yeah you you would even hear a lot of pilots plus myself say i just don't think you could ever replace the instincts of a human being regardless of how smart a computer is um right i just think having the true instincts and plus besides someone worrying about like 
loss of life, like, I guarantee all these pilots 100% accept the risk that they take and they love it. And they, I mean, I don't understand how you could be a fighter pilot and not love your job, you know? So I think taking the pilot out of the cockpit is not the answer at all. I think there are some advantages to it, but anyway, that's just my opinion. So kudos to Bale for kind of giving a, a, the politically correct answer, which I think she should. And, you know, if she really feels that way, that's fine too. But, um, yeah, I just think that that's, I, I don't, I don't like the comment that he made about that. Cause I just, I, I definitely don't think that's ever going to happen. So should we just, yeah. uh, should we just go ahead and listen to that clip now? Yes. Yeah. yeah go for it. All right. Here we go. Uh, that's it. I mean, looking back more so than in the moment, it was my dad. Uh, I mean, he served for 28 years, and he was also an Air Force pilot. So looking back, he was a huge role model for me. And then uh, really just as I grew up, I was always around aviation, you know. Uh, It wasn't a dream of mine when I was a little kid, but I kind of grew into it uh, and honestly grew to love it. I never any thought, well, I'm a girl. I can't do this. There There was like never any thought of that, I'm guessing. No, not really. I mean, I was around a couple female pilots with my dad in the military, um, and then I think first time I actually remember seeing a woman fly was at Tuscaloosa, Alabama, when I saw the Blue Angels come and got to take a picture with the female Blue Angel they had, so that was really cool. So, uh, how long have you been flying for? I've been flying in the Air Force for almost nine years now. Uh, so, flying this at 35 for about two and a half years, the Raptor prior, and then pilot training for two to three years before that. And can you kind of describe the feeling that you get when you get in this plane and you're that, that high? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, the coolest part is to know that you're the only one out there going to do the demo and to show people on the ground like what a little bit of what this jet is capable of uh, and just make some noise and go loud and low and fast. As an aviator, it's particularly, I mean, it's, this is a, a warfighting plane. Correct. So for you, having learned all of this, can you kind of give us a sense of what these maneuvers can do for you if, in fact, you were in a warfighting situation. Right, so this profile is written to show off multiple capabilities of the jet, whether it be, you know, the rolling capability, the high AOA or alpha capability of the jet, uh, the high speed, the slow speed, and we use different variations of each of those maneuvers uh, and techniques and capabilities at different times when we're actually out in the airspace doing uh, real combat fighting. So for you, when you're in there, I mean, they talk about the Gs that you can potentially go and you don't know what's up in there. What, what's it, what is it like? How does it feel on you as you're doing these things, or is it just kind of uh, mundane as you've been doing it so long? I've been doing it so long, honestly, you don't notice. Uh, the gear helps protect you a lot, so uh, that helps. And then the G-strain is just automatic at this point, so you don't really realize it uh, unless you're you know, doing it nonstop, 9 Gs, for a very long period of time. Let's talk about the gear that you're wearing. Sure. Uh, so on bottom we've got what's called a G-suit. So it protects, uh, basically when we start pulling G's and the gravity uh, pulls the blood down towards our feet, we want to try to keep it up in the brain. So this suit gives about one and a half to two G's of protection. It inflates with air as we start to pull G's and pushes all that blood back up into the brain. Uh, So that's what the pants are for. Uh, The jacket here is basically an integrated uh, jacket that holds different you know, pockets, for example, like a GPS, uh, in case I were to eject and I need to find my coordinates, a uh, small radio, uh, I've got a mask that provides oxygen throughout the flight, uh, and then obviously calm up here. Uh, but this can all be modified, which is the cool part, so the guys flying downrange right now, uh, the 34th Fighter Squadron, they've got, you know, a gun holster, they've got big pockets, bigger radios, life support equipment, water, survival stuff. 
Captain, it's one thing to, you know, be flying missions, you know, doing whatever a regular active duty fighter pilot does. It's another thing to be able to come out and fly all this stuff in front of a crowd and maybe inspire young aviators, that kind of thing. What's that like to know that there are so many eyes on you watching you? Um, honestly, what I tell the guys is the second I push up the throttle to take off, it all fades away. And it goes into, you know, left hand, right hand, normal habit patterns of just, I'm just flying the demo and talking to my pilot safety observer on the ground. Um, the part when it all comes back to reality is when I taxi clear and I see everybody standing here and all the kids and the cheering and you're like, that's actually really cool. Yeah, when you're back down to the ground, you, are you cognizant of the fact that you're a, potentially a standard bearer, an example for female aviators potentially down the road? Yeah, particularly when you get to go walk the show line and talk to, you know, parents and kids and for them to say, you know, my kid was really looking forward to this today and that was awesome and they loved it. Um, and just to sit and take pictures with kids, give them your autograph and talk to them and inspire them. That's super cool. You're a rock star. <laughs> I don't consider that, but uh, just super humble to actually have the opportunity um, to be able to do this and show, show off the jet. With regard to your service, and, and we're seeing this kind of capability, what do you say to people who don't get a chance to understand what it is you're doing and what it is you're trying to show us as Americans, hopefully uh, knowing how to do your job? Um, I mean, what I want to show them off, like show off how cool the F-35 is and how far we've come and that this program is, is there. Um, and the other part is to represent not only these awesome maintainers that are hand-picked to, you know, get this is a combat-ready jet, it could go to war tomorrow. Um, so to show off that this combat unit and wing is here and ready to serve, and we are actually, you know, we've got our second squadron downrange doing the job, hopefully coming back next month. You know, there was the picture, you talked about your dad earlier, there was the picture on the, the Demo Team's Twitter account of you, was that your dad's jacket, I guess? You know, <laughs> yeah. What's it like to think yeah. back to like being a little girl, seeing your dad's fire pilot and kind of grow into those shoes? Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I appreciate that, you know, he never had any pressure on me to, for any career path, honestly. Uh, but he's super proud and just excited for them to come out and actually watch the, the demo, watch me fly it. Um, but it's awesome looking back to that piece of heritage to say like, I grew up with this for you know 20 plus years of seeing my dad do it and now I'm actually doing something cool too. What did he fly? Uh, he was an F4 navigator at first and then he was an F15C model pilot. How old are you? 30. So you just moved there? Well, I'm about to be 31. <laughs> Still 30 though. So uh, how long do you uh, hope to be able to fly? Um, I don't know, you know, right now I'm just enjoying this gig, it's about a two and a half year gig uh, to do this and then train up the new pilot. Uh, so just kind of living life in the moment uh, and then those opportunities on the outside or just continue this for 20 years. Well, you're fantastic. Thank you. Where, you may have said this at the beginning, where are you from? Uh, military brat, so everywhere, mostly the southeast and then I went to University of Alabama. Is your dad kind of blown away by this technology when he when he watches these maneuvers? Is he a little bit blown away too? He is. Um, I mean, hopefully, I can actually show him the cockpit and show him that I only have about 15 switches in there, and he probably had about 80 uh, circuit breakers and stuff. So he's amazed that I mean, fifth gen technology is just such a leap in technology in general. So, uh, and then uh, yeah, they're. They haven't seen me actually fly this. They've only seen Dojo the last pilot flight last year, but they were actually really impressed by the jet. When you're up there, is there ever a time when uh, you feel like uh, the pressure of having to operate this machine? Um, no, the, the routine is so scripted, it's so safe, and the numbers are so exact that uh, as long as you follow that and listen to the safety observers on the ground, I mean, it's always it's, it's safe, you know? Uh, we're not pushing the boundaries, we're flying it exactly as it's written. You own a Corvette too? No, I should probably get one. Yeah. Uh, this will be, I guess, the, the first time in a while that the people around Hill have their own demo team, uh, you know, based here in Hill Air Force Base. What's it like to kind of perform for a, a hometown crowd? I know you're not from here, but, you know, for the people who 
watch the space, you know, they'll have their own team, so to speak. Yeah, it's been awesome to see the support uh, on social media and in person to say, you know, uh, some of these guys are, hey, I remember when the Viper demo was here you know, years ago, and I loved it, and we're so glad you're back. Um, so it's really awesome to move that from Luke to now accept that here at Hill. And uh, we're excited to hit the road, So uh, and then be back here in June for the air show. What's the passenger flight? Uh, in the demo routine, we fly 0.95, which is the FA limit, so subsonic. Just below. 0.95 mile. That's good. Yeah, just below. Hey, Bay, I have a question for you. By the way, great performance. Thank you. Um, honor to be here. Um, do you have anything to say to Elon Musk who said the area of the fighter pilot's over? Uh, I mean, <laughs> won't be buying a Tesla in the near future. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, I think obviously the way the future, it's, it's going to be there eventually. We're relying on drones and other different technology, but right now uh, we're not there and it's important that we keep these jets and the fighter pilots current and ready to go. I think that will last for a long time in the future. Yeah, very good political answer. Um, And I'm really super bummed that her debut air show performance uh, got canceled. But we won't circle back to that. (laughs) Well, you'll be back, Bayo, and and we'll we'll watch in. I just hope and pray to God that they're back up and running before the Hill Air Force Base Air Show right in our backyard because... I want to I want to see that again. So Oh yeah, um, definitely. Can I just say something else about her mm-hmm. interview? Um, yeah. So it was it was awesome meeting her and even just after the mics were off, just chit-chatting with her and the whole demo team crew is is really cool and but yeah. you know, I got to say there was one media guy there that just so he just kept asking questions about her being female and yeah i don't know why brothers but this guy just bothered the hell out of me because we're out there um you know watching the demo and i'm like i can't believe i've got like tears in my eyes because i'm just filled with all this pride he's just back there texting on his phone not really even watching but then the cameras come on he's like oh who do you say about first female pilot oh and you're a female oh and by the way you're a female and female <laughs> pilot and female fe-. i was just like okay a question obviously you knew the question would come because obviously it is very cool yeah for a female pilot to be the demo pilot for the f-35 like yeah that's badass but you know there's I got a feeling, and I may be wrong on this, so women of the world, unite and go against me if you want, but I got a feeling that women are starting to maybe get annoyed that it's such a big deal that they're females. Like, it just kind of bothered me what a big deal he made about it, and because I I honestly didn't even think that in my head. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like fighter pilot. Yeah, fighter pilot female or male like who like who gives a shit if you if you have what it takes and it doesn't matter what gender you are whatever like take the reins like do it like and and it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because the um uh f-35 demo team um posted on their instagram story today um a a cool quote that i'm gonna read by bayo and it says uh quote I don't consider myself a female pilot, but a pilot that happens to be female. Thank you. I'm here to, yes, I'm here to do a job 
and that is to make this team the best out there, inspire people to be better, and to fly the F-35 as hard as I can. Now, Badass. Yeah. that's awesome. Gives me chills, and that's what it's all about. And that's what it should be. How old do you think right. that reporter was, Ryan, that kept asking that uh, question? Late 40s, maybe early 50s. So he's he's um, probably one of those that was just always used to the traditional gender roles. I'm not going to get into yeah. growing up in Utah and how that affected everything, but <laughs> I think that he just he he can't wrap his head around the fact that that it's like she it's like she put it she's a pilot but she just so happens to be female who cares it doesn't matter if this was a female pilot or a male pilot we would have been there covering it anyway and so should they yeah and the only reason he was there should not have been oh wait you're female it's like come on dude well and you know he was and you know if if he ever hears this podcast look you were a friendly guy. You were you were nice, um, you know. Like on, on the bus going out, you're friendly. Made little small small talk, all that. But um, you know, it really did kind of bother me the lack of interest as it was happening. Mm-hmm. And if that's the way he shows interest, well, then I'm really shocked. But it was almost, and then it was almost like, and you know, he's a reporter. He's a TV reporter, so you know, he's. He gets that face on when the camera, and I understand that's part of the job. So I'm not, I'm not on here to rip on this guy that he's just doing his job. I'm just saying, fine, two maybe okay. But when all the questions are that, it was almost like, you know, the scene in Tommy Boy when the lady let goes, and that's when the whores come in, and the whole room goes. <laughs> Everyone like, in the room's oh, like, oh. Like, like, here's another one of those questions. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously felt that vibe. Like, he said it again, and I felt like everyone was just, like, rolling their eyes, like, come on, dude, enough with the female questions, you know? Gosh, like, Right. Um, anyway, but, but yeah, yeah I mean, no, I, maybe I, that's what the news station wanted him to report on, and maybe mm-hmm. that was their headline grabber, and that's fine. I, I just want you to know, Bale, if you ever hear this, that, you know, for me, it wasn't about that at all. And I think you put it perfectly. I didn't read that quote. So it's an awesome, the way you put it is exactly the way I feel about it. And yeah, I think it's neat if women want to celebrate those kind of things. But you know, nowadays, I'm, I don't, it's become so much of the norm now. It's just not my line of thinking. And I think we all just need to kind of get on that bandwagon, especially in the military and just be mm-hmm. like, look, if you can do the job, you can do the job. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Yeah, right. it doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Exactly. It, like, it, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're gay or if you're straight or, like, seriously. If okay. you can do the job and you are a dedicated person to that job, then do it. Yeah, like, regardless. You don't need to make it about those things, you know? Exactly. And... It's just, I, I know, I, I hear you 100%. And, okay. you know, the, 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 the unfortunate thing about this in, in our society um, and even certain, um, you know, societies in other countries is, um, you know, that, that 
you know, women have gotten, you know, the, the short end of the stick as far as, you know, pay and as far as, you know, opportunities and stuff like that. And I just think that, you know, people need to realize that, you know, we're, we're all human beings, you know, we can, you know, everybody can do the same job. Everybody can, you know, be brilliant at things and, and we don't have to, you know, hold back or, or be ashamed or, you know, I mean, it's, it's just that there's no, there's no reason to categorize everybody in these little boxes that society does, you know, Oh, well Mm -hmm. you belong in this and you belong in this box and you belong, you know, in this box, it's, you know, it's so much harder for that box. It's like, Oh my God, let's just, let's get rid of that and just embrace everybody for what we can provide and, and what, you know, if you have the skill to do this job or that job or fly or, you know, whatever, then God, more power to you. Mm-hmm. Hair, hair. Hair, exactly. hair. Well, and if you think about it, too, I mean, there were female military pilots dating all the way back to World War II. Yeah. You know, ferrying, yeah. ferrying airplanes back and forth. And then if you look back in the, in the 90s, you know, I mean, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, she was flying F-15s. And... <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, right. it was cool. I mean, AKA overall, Avenger. It, it was. It was, uh, it yeah. was a, a cool experience. Um, you know, Tony, sorry you couldn't be there, but you guys got to see the B ones without me at Nellis, so f you. But um, <laughs> um, right, it was cool. You know, as usual, thanks to the Hill Air Force Base media guys that allow us the credentials to get out there and. Uh, you know, we're really proud to uh, tell the story and give out some news. And you can see some pictures and video clips um, at Ramp Global on our Instagram page. Um, got a couple pictures with Bayo. Got a couple of her passes on on uh, video. And and obviously, our photographer Aaron picked up some pretty badass shots with the snow mountains in the background. So check it out. But we were happy to be there and covering it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and pretty, um, pretty awesome. Yeah, it was it, it was cool. Do do we? Uh, hey, Tony, do you, mm. I, I know Ryan Ryan can't really comment a whole lot on this, so we don't have to go too far into it. But do we just want to quickly just mention a few things about Red Flag Twenty Dash One? Yeah, um, definitely. Just what an incredible experience that was to see the the thirty seventh Bomb Squadron and their B ones there, the Tigers um flying sorties i mean two sorties a day um with two b1s each sortie like incredible well um, i'll tell you what that's pretty much all i saw <laughs> well i know i mean you know what i mean it's yeah, just no i know i mean yeah. it was i'm telling you b b1s i mean they're a dying breed i mean you know the air force is planning on retiring uh, 17 of the most fatigued B1s out of the only, I think there's only like 62 in the Air Force inventory right now. Um, and they're going to, rec- you know, retire 17 of them next year. So the that just, year. that just makes it even that much more special to see those things fly. 
Yeah, um, and and they they're incredible. I mean, what a what an incredible machine. Oh my god, just watching. And the coolest thing was, you know, the daytime sortie that that we were there for the first day. Mm-hmm. They they did the. Um, uh, Nellis Air Force Base, those of you that have not been there or don't know about it, you know, has two parallel runways and and the very first day sortie for the day that we were there, they did simultaneous takeoff, one B one on each runway, and that it was, was so incredible. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing that happen. And and the sound, but I'll tell you what, to to one up that a little bit more, that nighttime takeoff. I had oh, yeah. no idea they left their afterburner, afterburners on for so long because, you oh, know, yeah. when a fighter jet takes off, he's got his afterburner, you know, going. And a lot of times they shut that thing down, like, before they've even cleared the threshold of the runway. Yeah. And. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this B-1, he left it on for, I, I don't know, how many miles. It was like three and a half yeah. minutes. It was crazy. And yeah, it was just it awesome because you could pick it out from anywhere in the night sky because of that. Oh, yeah. It, it was incredible just seeing all four of those burners just stay lit, just on and on in the sound and and just, yeah, absolutely impressive. Well, and we, <laughs> we stayed out there sitting in your truck waiting and waiting and starving yeah, and did. waiting. And then we were trying to... <laughs> trying to watch uh, some NBA basketball while we were waiting and we had a crappy internet signal and and it paid off because we heard the call sign and we saw him taxiing out and lo and behold, we got to catch the nighttime departure, which was just insane. Yeah, it, it was incredible. It, it was absolutely amazing. And, and um, you know, we we actually had some members of the um, 37 bomb squadron mm-hmm. uh, from Ellsworth air force base. I, I wanted to uh, um, just kind of give them a shout out. Cause they, you know, they, they messaged us and they're like, Hey man, we love, you know, some of those photos that you took of us and, you know, we'd love to, um, you know, and, 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 you know, to share them with our families and, you know, on our social media and everything. And it was, you know, it was, it was an honor to get, you know, that, um, you know, that communication. And it was really fun to, you know, to talk about it. And, and, uh, you know, they, they sent us some, some really cool patches and, and, uh, you know, I, it was just it's incredible to interact with with them and and to be able to share our work and i mean that that's i mean that that's what we're all about here mm-hmm. you know ramp check really is is just getting the 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 love of aviation out there just yeah i mean we're talking about the coronavirus well we're trying to get everybody to catch the aviation bug <laughs> exactly. nice segue brother nice segue yeah on, i brother. know exactly <clears throat> And it's really not that hard to catch because most people that get it, it's it's like <laughs> it's just well once boom, you've you know? once you've gotten the aviation bug, you never get rid of it. You know, the fact that they contacted us and you know asked us if uh, you know we could send them some pictures so they could obviously share you know with family and colleagues in that. It's, yeah. 
it, excuse me, it just shows, it just shows you that these guys <laughs> know, these guys know that we're out there photographing them during red flag. And, you know, you yeah. just wonder as if, like, they they get back down on the ground and the first thing they do after their post-mission brief is they start looking on social media to see <laughs> yeah. if they can catch their airplanes, you know, just yeah, to know. see them. So that's pretty awesome. Well, and, and it's cool that they're, that they're proud like that mm -hmm. because they should be. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's, you know, to, to be a, a, you know, a pilot, you know, compared to the world's population, I mean, it, it really is. It's a privilege. And, and, and you don't need, like, just to be a crew member on a B1, like, it's just amazing because, um, uh, one of the guys that, that contact us, his, his, uh, call signs ice, um, you know, he's, he's, uh, one of the weapon system operators. And I mean, that's gotta be one of the, one of the coolest jobs to be able to, sit in a B1 and just know that you're the guy that's going to be pulling that trigger <laughs> and destroying, you know, whatever mm -hmm. garbage is on the other side of that bomb. Right. You right. know, and, uh, you know, so ju just being one of those, you know, any one of those flight crew members, I mean, just talk about just, yeah, the pride. I mean, they must feel, um, Gosh, it's just amazing. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, there's some of, you know, America's finest, you know, doing those things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we just got to get a give a shout out to the, you know, 37 bomb squadron out of, uh, you know, Ellsworth Air Force Base. Um, they're they're the Tigers. Um, you know, they've got the, the, you know, the tiger stripes, you know, painted on the tail the very top of their b1s which which looks really cool mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah we got to thank ice for um contacting us and uh you know sending all those those patches and a few stickers too so really cool yes really thanks cool. again guys and uh look forward to seeing you guys up there again soon so um do we want to go ahead and uh play some of our highlights uh, from Red Flag right now before we close out the show? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. And, and yeah. you know, the one thing I want to mention before you roll that is is um, um, it was cool to really meet um, um, everybody knows him on Instagram as Owis. <laughs> yes, and, it was. Finally. He's, he's, he is he's hardcore. So, oh, yeah. He's, he's so funny and he loves you know, to go in the back country and the deserts and, you know, finding, you know, where jets are flying. And, you know, he's like air show and, eh. you know, he's like star Wars Canyon and eh, whatever. Cause he's got all these areas that he goes to and he right. gets these amazing, amazing shots. And it was just really unique. We, you know, we met and talked to a, a you know, a lot more people that were there, which, which was pretty cool. He's, um, he always but, to me, is he's like the he's like the Batman slash MacGyver of the Avgeek aircraft spotter community. I know. And he's got I his know. own like Batmobile. Yeah, I know. He's got his truck with all his freaking antennas. He's he's like the radio god too. It's so I, funny. I, that was pretty intense. I was very very impressed. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. We actually just. Um, 
um, I, I threw together a logo for, for OWIS, um, and, uh, you know, sent it to him and he thought it was cool. And, and we, uh, um, I hadn't actually told you guys, but I, we sent him uh, a couple t-shirts and like, you know, a couple stickers to him and he absolutely loved it. Cause I, you know, I've got an F-18 on there and, and he loves like, uh, Joshua trees, like, you know, the desert climate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway, so it's, it was, it was kind of cool. We, you know, we, we, we love the, the Avgeek community and, and you guys know, you know, we're great friends, you know, with Texas Afterburner and TX Avgeek and, you know, mm-hmm. even Buff Images and, and, um, you know, so many other people on there, uh, BH World, um, um, and we love these guys cause they, they interact all the time and, mm-hmm. and, and they're passionate about aviation like we were like we are and um you know and Demito Wiss was 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 you know really cool cuz you know he's he's definitely in that you know got that diehard ab geek mentality that that we love <laughs> absolutely absolutely so, well so let's go ahead oh, and um there, but... yeah oh you're still on here <laughs> sorry. yeah sorry <laughs> sorry brother <laughs> Oh, it was, dude. it was, it was my turn to be quiet and listen while you guys I were know, talking about Bayo and, uh, you know, anyways, so, so we both had our turn, I guess. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and listen to that right now, uh, before we wrap up the podcast. So here are some highlights of, uh, Red Flag 20-1. We are here, uh, just outside of Nellis Air Force Base for Red Flag 20 20- one or is it 20 20 dash one 20 dash wait it's got to be your bull no um uh tony and aaron from the ramp check podcast and uh we're with some uh, fellow aviation enthusiasts photographers uh what's your name i'm bob bob steve chris chris and uh somebody's in the driver's seat he just ran away when we approached didn't he <laughs> so uh uh where are you gentlemen from england England, I wouldn't have known at at all. So, uh, what brings you guys out today? Dumb question. Uh, watching airplane. <laughs> Good answer. Any, did you guys come to Vegas specifically for this? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I just happened to be here. Oh, you did. Awesome. Um, so, obviously, or do you guys you guys know that some British F thirty five Bs are uh, here? That's. Track them all. We'll probably track them all the way back as well. Oh, that's that's uh, that's awesome. Is there any? They made a total cock up of it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they yeah. Uh, did, did, didn't the Voyager have some issues or something on the way over, and yeah. they had to stop for lost, fuel? Yeah, they lost. Uh, well, they didn't lose anything. They uh, they had to divert to larges, um, and then they had to bring another Voyager from Bryce Norton down to pick up the the last one, and then I think. The last one flew direct from Larges to here. Oh, so, wow. So, uh, because he met up over Nantucket and then went out across with the rest of them as they came out of Buford. Oh, wow. Okay, Buford. That's, Buford right. is uh, South Carolina. Right. That's where the Marines have a bunch of F-35Bs as well. And I believe... That one. The, the RAF ones are there as well. Yeah. They've been, they've been working... They were working up there before they got delivered to the uk oh yeah and, and i i do know um that uh the uh queen elizabeth 
the ship, right? Am I? I just want to make sure that I'm yeah. saying that right. Um, I believe VMFAT 501 was training with the ship with your what squadron is it that has your F 35Bs? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I read it. I met the VMFAT, uh, one of the, uh, the head pilots up at Hill Air Force Base up by Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, at the end of last year, they brought a bunch of their B models to Hill. And he was talking about that, how cool it was to, you know, work with you guys. It's really cool. It's pretty awesome. Okay. What, uh, what, what are you most anticipating to see today? Oh, the B1. B1 Flex. Oh, yeah. Flex, there. now you're talking. What about you? Yeah, same thing. It's, uh, um, it, uh, you know, it's one of the most spectacular places to see these, isn't it? Oh. Actually fly tactically. Yeah. That's what you want to see, really. Pretty amazing. We're, we're going to stick around for sunset because hopefully we can see, yeah, you know, some, some, some afterburner, you know, in the in the evening. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, we're here to see the bone as well. We're pretty excited. I have not seen a B-1 fly in years. Have you guys ever seen one, like, up close like this before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they um, uh, they deployed to the UK as well, mm-hmm. into um, Fairford. Fairford. Um, and we had two B-2s last year. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, there was a... Oh, sorry, yeah, there was three. <laughs> midnight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we were there at midnight, midnight. when they arrived. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> we were about... How many other people were there? Oh, yeah. It's classified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the place was full up with people waiting for it. That's it. It must have been about 300 cars waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, but nobody knew it was nobody coming in. It was right, in. exactly. Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning, they were just passing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. Yeah, we're, we're excited to see that happen as well. Um, is this your first red flag? Did I already ask you that? No. No. Nope. there loads of times. No. Since about... Ooh. 1980, I think, when I first come over. So you've been to a couple. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a few. Very That's good. Year, I think since I think we were coming three a week. We came yeah. here twice in one in one trip once. Yeah. Oh, nice. We came here at the start, and uh-huh. then we came back. Oh, you had to come back. Yeah. Because you wanted uh, Vermont? Oh, uh, no, Montana. 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 16. 16. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nice. Awesome. Oh, we got, uh, we got a straggler here. What's yeah. your name? Matt. Matt, how you doing? Good, good. Do you know these guys? He's the no, one. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. so. Um, just, just one more question. What part of England are you guys from? Are you all from the same area, or we're all from the south? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. outside London. Yeah. Oh, just outside yeah. London. Awesome. awesome. Any uh, military experience? Are you just, just aviation yeah. enthusiasts yeah. or airline? airline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which helps coming here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Uh, what type of work in the airline industry? Ops. Operations. Operations. Uh, dispatch? No. Okay. Aircraft. Look after the aircraft. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Wherever they are. I was a, I was a flight dispatcher for, for many years. Uh, Aaron has worked uh, the line for many years. Yeah, the, the last aviation job I had is I ran de-ice operations at Salt Lake City oh, for several airlines. So, yeah, we know that... Uh, that world very well. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, the icing is fun. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you have an enclosed uh, bucket, you know, yeah. then you're out of the elements. However, I actually like the open bucket because you get to smell everything. You get to see. I mean, 
I always like the open bucket. Yeah, a glycol bath is great in when it's uh, eight degrees outside. Yeah, if so, you're doing it wrong. especially if you're doing type one because it's hot. Uh, yeah. I, anyway. Hey, well, thanks for. Oh, go ahead. No, no I'm saying, especially when you get covered in it as well. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> exactly. it's not good. <laughs> Feel like you just took a bath in pancake syrup. Uh, but anyway, hey, thanks a lot, gentlemen. We appreciate it. Happy spotting. And uh, yeah, enjoy the day. Hey, it's Tony and Aaron from the Ramp Check Podcast. Ryan is on special assignment. <laughs> He's just not here. Um, we've got a whole group of. Uh, so, what do we. What do we call everybody? Is it spotters, av geeks? What What do you guys prefer? Yeah. I mean, just somebody chime in. <laughs> I'm okay with whatever. You're yeah. okay with whatever. Yeah. We got we got some nothing derogatory. We got some yeah. cool dudes with some big ass cameras. That's just what I'm going to say right here. All right, we're going to go around and uh, introduce everybody. What's your name? Fred Viella, Point Magoo, California. Fred Point Magoo, and let's have everybody put their Instagram. And I was just going to ask that. Thanks, brother. You have the camera. I have the microphone. Just stand over there. Um, (laughs) And what's your Instagram? Point Magoo Spotters. Point Magoo Spotters on Instagram. And we have... Chris Cagle out of Riverton, Utah. Uh, No Instagram, though. I'm late. Is your camera even digital? Oh, okay. (laughs) I I transfer it to film. That that Instagram on the interwebs is hard. (laughs) All right, and Uh, Steve Lewis, Simi Valley, Kings fan seventy seven. Kings fan seventy seven. No, I I was giving you a shit about your yeah. What's your Facebook? Just so Uh, just under Chris Cagle. Okay, Chris Cagle. Under Chris Cagle or Chris? Just Chris. Okay. Just want to make people take this stuff too literally sometimes. And Uh, Christopher McGreevy, uh, Owis on Instagram. Owis! Oh my God! Yeah, we know you. I can't. Yes, I left the desert to a different desert. (laughs) (laughs) And then we've got we've got Dad over there being shy. He doesn't want to be on. Who's in the car with us? Uh, That is Donna. Oh, okay. Uh, Girlfriend Donna, you might have seen her. Girlfriend Donna, how's it going? Nice, nice to meet you. That's right. <laughs> Girls. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but uh, so are you guys, okay, who's been out here earlier this week or is this everybody's first day today? First day. First day? First day for me. All right. Yeah, so what have you seen so far? Uh, just some F-16s, a couple F-22s now, F-35s, kind of the normal stuff up here, a couple green flaggers. Okay. So. And, and uh, so what are you hoping to see fly today? Well, it's Hoping to get the Australian uh, hornets out here and the wedge tail and uh, pretty much anything else they'll put up at, up there with us. So, I'll be all right, ready. very cool. All right, give us a quick uh, spotting story. Spotting story? Ooh, like what? Uh, I have no idea what. Uh, so, like uh, any exotic places you've been or, or aircraft that you've seen, something that really stands out. Probably the best spotting trip I've done uh, was do Riyadh Air Show. In 2018. Oh wow! I can definitely recommend that if anybody can get out there, it's okay. it's well worth the trip, and definitely do the the arrivals and departures days if you can. Awesome. Okay, and uh, some of those pics are up on your Facebook. Uh, actually, I don't think I've ever even loaded any of those up. <laughs> Again, jeez. No, I'm just kidding. I think I might awesome. have a couple. Have a couple. All right. Well, awesome. All right, and uh, give us your Instagram again, and just tell us a quick story, kind of what's going. On. Fred with Point Magoo Spotters. It's a group of a dozen of us. Uh-huh. So it's just me out here and Steve right now, and uh, yeah, second day here. Pretty stoked to be here, and um, 
stoked to see the B1s yesterday. Yeah, no, you awesome. you were out here last night too, right? Were, were no, you okay in the evening? In the evening, and then I left. Okay, did all the right. Got yeah, yeah, we did too. I'm feeling a little slow this morning. <laughs> um, so, any uh, real cool spotting stories? Something stands out to you over your time? Nothing crazy, just hiking my local mountains, trying to wait for the planes to make that rare appearance. You mm-hmm. know, like the E2 Hawkeyes. Oh, nice! At our local base, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get them going through these canyons, and it's hit or miss. But it's you know, it's worth the, the effort, and yeah. Did, did you see the C2 Greyhound do a touch-and-go yesterday? I did oh, see that. That was awesome. Yeah. That was kind of an unexpected yeah. treat. Number 34, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I flew on 35, so. Oh, nice. Kind of cool. Very cool. All right. Let's see. Who else? Uh, um, and you can chime in and ask questions, too, brother, if you'd like. Yeah, so. All right. I was the camera. Well, I know, but geez. <laughs> this guy still hasn't seen a greyhound. I've never seen a greyhound. Really? Ever. Never. No. So he, you come, missed had it. Had come yesterday, he would have caught one. Yeah. It just hasn't happened. Yeah. All right. I want to see one so bad. Okay, so give us, uh, give us a quick story, a little rundown. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know about any one story. Uh, just like going places that aren't the norm, that take uh-huh. effort to get to. Right, and then and then it's just about the hunt, just waiting. You may get nothing, you may get gold. You know, you never know. Right, exactly. Right place, right time. Now you're from uh, where again? Simi Valley. Simi Valley. So where's the farthest you've traveled to go plane spotting? Virginia. Yeah, right. East Coast. Afghanistan. Okay, Afghanistan will do it. All right, that 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 trumps everything. Of course, I didn't go there for spotting, but I did spotting while I was there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there was some interesting uh, spotting out in that area. So, all right, and uh, last but not least, yeah. Chris, sorry. Oh, I want to see the bones. <laughs> okay. We're slowly learning why you go out into the rural areas. Yeah, right? I don't. I don't. No, do no, no, squirrel. No. Uh, no. no, so we were just we were just talking about um, you know cool spotting stories. Obviously, you have some pretty rare ones so because many. anybody that follows you knows right? that you are like God knows where you're at when I, you're I shooting. Try. I try to stay busy, <laughs> go to places that people aren't. You know, maybe sacrifice a sure thing for a maybe, and it, and it might be cool. Spent a lot of time looking at maps, topo maps, and yeah. trying to think of where a jet might fly. And uh, it, it doesn't always work, trust me. Like, yeah. I've got a lot of shots from like 10 miles away with the jets the size of a dot. But uh, yeah. <laughs> next trip, I went 10 miles closer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of works. That's cool. There's, there's spots out there if you... It's like putting the time and effort, and it sucks. And I mean, my legs are cut to shreds from hiking, and but it's it's fun, you know. I'm, I'm take it up there. That's like all I think about. What uh, every day? What, what got you into uh, aircraft spotting and and just uh, being an enthusiast? You know, my grandpa was an airline pilot uh, for TWA, so like, I mean, I was young towards the end of his career, but he would still bring me to LAX, and I just got to be around planes and. Uh, I don't know, it just never went away. I just as soon as I got a driver's license, I got a camera and drove to airports. There you go. Like in my free time, all I think about is like, well, what airport will I go to today? You know. It, it's amazing to me because all of us are. It all kind of starts off that way. It's like we're all from the same mold. You know, it just. Right. It gets well, and I've met so many different people and different 
you know, a businessman, or a welder. I mean, it could be anything out mm-hmm. here, but everyone's buddies because they have the same goal. It's, it's interesting. Like, I've met so many people doing this, and well, they're yet, all good. Yesterday, we were out here, and uh, just a guy and his girlfriend and their dogs just kind of stopped. They were on their way up from Vegas to... Uh, uh, Zion National Park, which is about uh, two hours from here, but they saw the planes flying when they were driving up the freeway, so they got off and they came out and they hung out check for about out. a half hour to check it out. And they're just regular, everyday people, you know. It's it's amazing how how captivating uh, oh, yeah. aviation yeah. is. It's so like it it really is. It really is. And when you come to events like this. You know, red flag or air shows where you know there's flying going on, you know, makes it kind of easy. But with you, I mean, you're getting out there in the middle of nowhere and I'm looking at your truck with all this gear. I mean, your truck looks like it actually belongs on the ramp, not <laughs> out here. Base, you know? right? Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to sneak in, but it doesn't so, work at the gate. You, you've like, get out of here. Yeah, you've done this camera. before. Yeah. Aaron, you need to get a picture of this gear because this is like, oh, yeah. this is the ultimate um, this, this is the plane spotting. spotting. Yes. Command. Yeah, I tried. Have, have you named your command post? It doesn't really have a name. No, no. I, I just call it the command post. The ma- that, that works yeah. for, like for me, too. Mode and there's like scanners they, uh, plugged into the speed. Yeah, yeah we, we make it work. Sometimes I'll have her drive, uh-huh. and I'll stand up on the rack around, like, certain fields uh-huh. where I need to get over the fence, and I'll just ride it like I'm surfing, get photos. She's my wingman. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, this it was her birthday trip, and I just worked in a, hey, since we're in Vegas, maybe we could leave a day early. I'll have Thursday at base. So it worked. That was a dual-purpose trip. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, so so just tell us really quick, where's the craziest place you've gone and it actually has paid off for you? I've been so many crazy places it hasn't paid off. Uh-huh. Like Groom Lake and all that. We really tried. I went to Tonopah. I was sure I was going to see F-117s. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like seven hours of any minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure you saw yeah, I saw the camo, dudes, for sure. Um, a cool one I didn't plan is we were hiking. We were in Kern Valley, up Sequoia National Park, up a little further, and it, it had snowed. And we were just like playing in snow, and it was fun. And I know. Always have a radio on me. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, that guy just said he was gonna fly low, and I'm, I'm looking to where I'm at, like, okay, weird, maybe. And then you just hear a howl, and it was so snowy, I mean, you couldn't really see. And a 35 just comes around a corner with his big ribbons, and just blew right by me, and it was snowy, and it, oh. it just worked out really cool. And it honestly, I wasn't really planned. It, <laughs> it was just in an area. Yeah. Like, I think I've asked you about that photo before. That's, yeah, that's and, awesome. That was, yeah. like, that one always stands out to me. Yeah, that was really cool. And then that, of course, and uh, several other photos uh, are up on your Instagram. Give everybody your Instagram one more time so they can give you a follow. Uh, it's uh, O-W-I-S-S. O-H-W-I-S-S. One word. One word. <laughs> one, one weird word. Okay, so, so I got, I got one more question that I'm going to ask everybody. And we'll, all right. go, we'll go around to everybody individually. But uh, since we're all, well, at least me and, you know, all these other guys are aircraft spotters, we all have photo equipment. And uh, I just want to know what uh, what brand camera you have, why you chose that, and maybe uh, your most favorite lens. I knew you were so going to go it, there. Is it Nikon, Canon, Sony, Sigma? What, what is it? Canon guys. Okay. We each have Canons. Same, same okay. here. Okay. Yep. When I was, oh, shit. 
17 maybe um i bought a t3i okay. that was gonna change my game oh, it was wow. it was cheap i was like wow this is amazing <laughs> so then i just had canon batteries and canon so when i came time to upgrade i bought the 7d there you go because it was canon and it just kind of became that way you know i mean i didn't plan it i don't I've never even sure. held an icon. But now honest. you probably won't go anywhere else because, yeah, I mean, once you're now. used to a system... It, and, it works for yeah. me. I know what the buttons do. Yeah. Sure. Are you going to go mirrorless anytime soon? You know, I wanted to buy that EOS R, but I, I don't think so. Have it's, you seen the specs on the R5? Is that the, the new one? The yeah. Wheel? Oh, yeah. It's pretty badass. It's going to be great. I think Canon this year is going to come out with some really awesome mirrorless that everybody is going to really take a look okay. at. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, let's let's uh so Canon, Nikon, yeah, Canon, definitely Canon. There you go. All right. So for so. how long have you been shooting Canon? Forever. I mean, back when it was 35 millimeter, that was, was Canon AE1 oh, yeah. program hey, wow. back in the day. I, I, AE, yeah, okay. So I had an EOS 1N. Okay. Back shooting slides and film. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think I started with uh jumped into the digital shit with like a, a t2i or something oh, and then wow, okay and then jumped up to the 7d there you go and then the mark ii and the 60 yeah. and i've got a 1dx but the 60 is yeah. my go-to That's i mean cool. over over the 1dx i'll take the 60 really yeah wow um i mean it was a used 1dx it still produces great photos yeah, and it yeah. shoots much faster but it, it's just the focusing the okay. focus you know at that speed the the focus jumps around too much and doesn't stay locked on so sure, sure. you could take say five good shots with the 60 or 30 shitty shots oh, with, with the 1dx and get a couple of keepers out of it now, so why i have a question that? since you have a 1dx i don't have a 1dx i have a, a 7d mark ii okay. and i like how i can adjust the focus settings yep you know you can have it you know speed up you can slow it down and yeah the, what the frames what, per second yeah, i slow exactly. it down i just so, slow it down it's, so that's why you like the 6d then because it's not the fastest frames per second but it's very accurate focusing yeah, and i don't need i don't need to take 30 shots of every pass I sure mean, oh yeah that's just burning out the shutter i mean you might as well shoot a movie at that point <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of mirrorless mirrorless is pretty much going on the 60 seems to you know i seem to have found a sweet spot with that and the lenses where i can drop down to one one hundredth and, and cool. get the prop blur get, get a clear crisp picture with good light and uh and not have to you know burn through 200 pictures to get that one shot yeah sure good cool all right well okay so oh look airplane just kidding uh, looks like there might be another raptor taxiing out actually right, from what i can see let's ask let's ask um okay fred chris and his dad if he wants to join in so we're talking photo equipment looks like we have a nikon guy yep. and, a, and another canon so just why did you choose nikon why did you choose canon what what, what is it that i guess gravitates you towards those so for me, Nikon, I just, my parents had an old point-and-shoot Nikon, and that's just what so I knew more. So it's your dad's fault you shoot Nikon. Kind of, yeah. And I think we had an old film camera Nikon at one point, too. That was a long time okay. ago. But it, I, I went and bought a, a D3100 to start, you know, just a little kit, you know. Okay. 55 to 300 lens, and so I just started from there and just stuck with it, so. Nice. Yeah, nothing against Canon. I've never used them, and yeah. I'm sure they work great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've shot a little bit of Nikon back in the day. I haven't 
none of their, you know, more modern equipment I have, but I remember even shooting the uh, old Nikon F4S with slide, slide film. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's crazy. All right. But, yeah. And some of the guys I that mentored me and got me into the spotting game were Canon guys, so I just gravitated towards the Canon team, and, yeah, <laughs> they worked good for me. I love them. Awesome. Okay, Team Cannon. And so we all shoot digital SLRs here. Um, Everything's kind of going towards mirrorless. So what do you guys think about switching over to mirrorless? I'm looking to upgrade to Sony. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm looking. Tony's not paying attention. It's all right, Tony. one job. (laughs) Okay, you guys are talking camera shit. I'm, like, looking at airplanes. So, um, like I said, I'm the audio guy. So, anyway. All right, here we go. Start over. All right. Um, I'm looking at getting the Sony mirrorless, okay. one of the maybe the A7 IV or R or the new uh, Alpha Two or the Nine. Yeah, the second the version. Nine, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to stop you right there because have you seen Canon's new mirrorless specs? Jesus, on their here we go. Cameras are coming out because <laughs> I mean I'm a huge die diehard. Not, uh, Just a little bit. Canon yeah, guys, I did so. research it a little bit and. The R5, the R6 point. coming out. It, I don't know. It's going to give Sony a run for its money. But so, anyway. yeah, and just don't tell Aaron that you prefer Android over iOS because oh, well, that's a whole that other 30 Android minutes on the podcast. No, but, uh, oh, God, Chris. So, Chris, Chris, okay, not only Chris has a does, Nikon, but he also so has Android. Android. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay, oh, good. Go. Thank God. It was that look on your face. <laughs> Well, it was a surprise look. I'm like, I didn't re- realize I had Android, but but yeah, as far as the mirrorless goes, I, I'm I'm kind of a late adopter when it comes to certain technology. I'm, yeah. I'll just let it kind of, yeah. you know, develop and see how it works for other people before I jump in. That's a lot of investment, and yeah, you know, oh, right. especially if you know lenses and I guess they probably have adapters. for Yeah, the lenses, you can, you can adapt pretty much any any type of any type of glass to it. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I didn't jump on mirrorless. When Sony first came out and then Canon had their first series, Nikon now has, you know, I think three different mirrorless bodies out now. And so it's like, oh, look, we got some A10s inbound, or at least an A10. uh, One of them just departed, yeah. Well, I was going to say, too, um, if I I was investing... If I was investing in camera equipment, I'd be screwed because I'm one of those early adopters as well, especially when it comes to home theater equipment. You know, I made the jump back in the 80s from VCR to Laserdisc. Then I went from Laserdisc to DVD right when it happened. Then I went from DVD to HD DVD. And I bought Blu-ray at the same time, and then of course HD DVD went away, and now we're uh, now we're you know 4K Ultra HD, and I mean, then I've got one of the LED television, not just the LED, yeah, but the OLED. Tony trying to be relevant in the conversation. I've been lost in this conversation for the last ten minutes. What I'm saying. The point that I'm trying to illustrate here is, yeah, I mean, being an early adopter, that shit gets expensive really fast. Yeah, absolutely. I've made that mistake a few times. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've tried to avoid that. I'm just like, I'll let it. I don't have the money sometimes to do that. So, yeah, I'll just let it develop in other people's hands and then maybe reap the technology later on. There you go. Sometimes it's even smart to get um, like a used piece of equipment before you completely switch over 
it saves you a lot of money. A lot of people, especially photographers, take really good care of their mm-hmm. equipment, especially if they're going to resell it. And uh, so that's always a good option. So anybody listening to the podcast who wants to get into spotting or wants to upgrade equipment or anything like that, just, uh, yeah, I mean, look look for some good, you know, used equipment that uh, save you money and test it out. Make sure that's kind of the way you want to go. You can find that yeah. used equipment uh, pretty much anywhere, eBay, Amazon. Is there any place that you guys shop specifically that could help somebody out? I try to hit my local mom-and-pop camera shops yeah, to give them go. the business first. And if I can't find it there, then I'll do the online thing. Yeah, I typically a lot of my lenses I've bought are used. Yeah. There's only been well, probably about half and half. My bodies have all been brand new, uh-huh. but... Uh, but yeah, I've had really good luck with them. You just got to look for reputable sellers and and make sure they have a lot of information about it. And if you have to, you know, check with them, see what they can provide more pictures if you need to. Another good option, what I did, I was out on the Theodore Roosevelt, got the opportunity to go out there. I rented some lenses. And in doing that, I was able to test them out. Oh, yeah. And then you really find out yeah. if you want to buy them or yeah. not. And then that, that is a good point. Yeah. There, there are that, a few really good lens rental companies yeah. out there. You can test the stuff it's out. It's really affordable. That's right. It's very affordable, too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well. Uh, Anything else we need to cover with, with everybody? I think uh, it was cool to meet everybody. We appreciate you guys all coming out here. And looks like the, uh, the Arby's run has been... Uh, fulfilled or completed successfully. So our food of choice uh, when we're spotting out here at Red Flag is Dunkin' Donuts, oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so the, the petrol station yeah. right uh, over there. We, we need to get Dunkin' Donuts to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> at least while we're out uh, spotting the Red, Red Flag. flag. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> right? Uh, so it looks like some flying might be happening again soon, so we'll let everybody uh, uh, hoist their uh, lenses again. And uh, what the hell do you think? Are we from a crane? Dude, those things are so heavy. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'd much rather shoot with my iPhone just because my arms get so sore. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Right? A day, a day of shooting, man. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks everybody for taking a minute to hang with us on the podcast and uh, uh, happy spotting. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, highlights from Red Flag. 20-1. A lot of the talk was, of course, uh, about all the cool aircraft, the bones that were flying around during that, uh, whether or not we got to see them or not. And then, of course, um, Aaron started talking camera, and uh, I was like, oh, yeah. squirrel! Uh, but anyway, I know. I um, know. Most of the guys we interviewed, though, you know, we're all there shooting with our right. cameras. So. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, I'm so just I'm just the sound I, guy. I, yeah, <laughs> so I, I know. I, know. I didn't I, know. I, I, I realize not everybody would be relevant, you know, talking cameras and whatever, but, but there are a lot of ab geeks that listen that, you know, that are spotters and that's, that's Absolutely. kind of what that was geared Absolutely. towards, but. So but yeah. just want to throw this out there really quick. Um, do you realize that a year ago, well, I should say a year and three days ago, uh, was when the U S, uh, completed its grounding of the 737 max. It's been a year and three days now. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure everything going isn't going to help that issue. um, No, in fact, I read another article uh, um, that you can get the link on rampcheckreport.com that uh, the biggest crisis facing the airlines now is not the max. It's the it's this uh, it's the outbreak. So yeah. 
Yep. Anyway, airline industry's well, been hit kind of hard a couple years in a row. Hopefully, uh, we'll, everything will be able to bounce back. But speaking of ramp check report, that is your one stop for all of the aviation news that you can handle. So go to uh, www.ramcheckreport.com. You can get stories uh, on what we've talked about today. Uh, also, breaking aviation news, of course, as it happens. There's also a link to our Ramp Swag store where, as you heard Aaron talking about, um, uh, lots of new designs. In fact, the store has been uh, revamped uh, recently. If you haven't been on there lately, uh, go ahead and jump on there. Buy some cool Ramp Swag and uh yeah check out the new uh the new design and everything there's a lot of really cool stuff up there Aaron. yeah it's it's um you know we've been getting a lot more orders we just can't thank everybody you know enough and and you know we're honored that uh you know that that you're you know purchasing showing it off posting about it you know we you know some of the designs are even from people that just messaged us and mm -hmm. you know had suggestions what you know it'd be cool to see this or it'd be cool to see that and so you know we love that interaction and i know i've you know said that you know on many past podcasts but it, it really is cool and it's you know it's an honor so keep those messages coming in and and we appreciate you purchasing and um um tell your friends you know. <laughs> tell your friends and um, right. and also speaking right. of, uh, it's been an honor, or it is an honor. Uh, this last week, uh, we surpassed our five thousandth Instagram followers. So thank you so much for that, everybody. Yeah, and yeah, as, uh, for as helping us spread the word. As of this recording, we're like over fifty three hundred already. So wow, yeah, that's that's bad. We're coming for you, Texas afterburner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I got a ways to go, but we're we, coming. We only need about 145,000 more followers to get there. But yeah, but we're coming for you. Start watching your back. That all? Start checking, yeah. che start checking your six there. Um, yeah. It's great, though. I love the I love the growth, and I love that we keep it up. And we're, uh, we're going to just keep it going even during this little lag time of social distancing oh, geez. you had to say it again didn't you hey to get your guys's <laughs> reaction <laughs> speaking of uh speaking of social distancing ryan where can they find you on uh -oh. social media <laughs> <clears throat> yeah um you can find me at distance um just kidding at uh i was gonna say at ramp tip global that's the best place to look but at room follow me is my personal instagram account um um, if you would like to follow me, but I would, as I always love to say, I would rather have you follow at RentChip Global. It's a lot more interesting. Um, and I'd rather have you order some ramp swag and I'd rather have you check out rampreport.com. Rampcheckreport.com? That's correct. <laughs> okay. Aaron, what about you? So I'm at Aaron Rumfollow on Instagram. And then, of course, you know, all my aviation content is through at Ramcheck Global, um, and uh, that's that's Instagram and Twitter. Um, we, uh, Ramcheck Global also has a Facebook page. You can just search that. Um, but uh, you know, while we're talking social, I just wanted to give a couple of people shout. You know, shout out uh, some of our um, social media um, 
interactors. <laughs> um, That's an interesting uh, word. You know yeah, who you are. So, <laughs> making me laugh and no, it's not a dry Corona cough. Um, but anyway, um, uh, let's see at Rob Avgeek 23. He's awesome. He's always posting stuff of, you know, he's got some of our ramp swag. He's, he's always posting, which is, you know, which is awesome. We appreciate that. Um, you know, a couple other people on here, of course, Texas Afterburner, TX Avgeek, OS, um, uh, Fly PDX underscore Spotter, uh, Buff Images One, uh, Backyard underscore Spotter. Um, you know, and you know, we we got to give a shout out too to 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 Frank over in the Netherlands. Heck <laughs> yeah, everybody knows Frank and. I, I don't want to butcher his last name. I it's C R E B A S. I've honestly never heard how to pronounce that. Probably and Krebus. if I say Krebus or Krebus or Krebus, I'm, I'm just Krebus. I like Krebus. Um, we'll just call him Frank from the Netherlands. Yeah, he's <laughs> everybody knows him. He's got some of the most amazing aviation air to air photography. Um, you know from anybody and you know around the world he's he's gotten some amazing opportunities and and uh um you know we we sent him a few shirts and some stickers and he loves them and he's super enthused about them and and uh you know he even posted something about it this past week with we sent him one of the uh, red white and blue uh f-35 t-shirts and some stickers and and he absolutely loved it and you know we He's so cool because the whole time, you know, we're chatting on on Instagram and he's like, oh, my gosh, I owe you guys some big beers. He's like, you know, (laughs) we're totally, you know, so it's going to be cool when we finally get to meet him because we haven't met him yet. And, uh, um, you know, when he can get back over to the States, uh, when all this, you know, travel ban stuff from all these international, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, airlines, you know, from all this Corona stoppage, um, you know, it'd be cool to meet Frank and, uh, you know, you got to, you guys need to go follow him because he's got some just one of a kind, uh, especially air to air stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and he's at uh, Frank C-R-E-B-A-S. And he he's awesome. Frank the one that, um There's this uh, photo of like a a twilight photo of like an f4 phantom with afterburner air to yeah air. that's that that's the shot? one that's the one i reposted um um the other day that i, I thought was like my most favorite shot that he's oh, got dude, that's it's an a, incredible it, shot yeah that's that how is. I remember it. yeah so absolutely it um anyway tony i don't want you to feel left out where where can we find you brother on social media yes <laughs> i'm on where? social media Oh, where you ask? Just kidding. Yes. Uh, at T Rum Follow, T R U M F A L L O. And of course, you can also uh, follow us. Give us a follow at rampcheckglobal.com. Don't forget, uh, the Ramcheck podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Lots of episodes. If you're brand new to the podcast, I think this is our 36th episode, perhaps. I'd have to look it up, to be honest. But we've got a plethora 
of uh, content out there. So make sure you subscribe to the Ram Check Podcast. Go and uh, check out some of our older uh, episodes. In fact, just start from episode one and work your way backwards or forward or start here and work your way backwards. I don't care. Just listen to the damn podcast. Okay. Shut the door. Shut the window. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, grab yourself some Ram swag. Don't forget about Ram Check Report. Share that site with your friends. There is a lot of really cool content. It's got everything you want to know about the aviation industry current events, uh, breaking news, some really cool stories. Just just go on there as well. So Yeah, and, it, and it's all industries and aviation. It's military, commercial, general aviation. Right. Um, accident, investigation, space. air shows, space, you name it. Mm-hmm. So, um, And um, uh, Littlest Brother, it's been a while. I've kind of been missing your send-off, so uh, take it away. Okay, good day. <laughs>